0: This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Ho-ho-ha-ha! Remember me, old chum? You jolly
1: Welcome to the Two Editor Comic Book Podcast, first and only Facebook talk show, THN, cover to cover, live for
2: Saturday, May 26.
1: 25th. 5th. Just like I said. Here's how it works. Tomorrow's
2: my wedding anniversary.
1: Every Saturday the 25th from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time, Joey and I are talking all things comics.
2: May 25th is not always a Corona Saturday. That needs to be said.
1: Are you serious? I'm certain. That don't make no sense.
2: Yeah, sorry. we do with you nerds,
1: we do it live. You can call us at 402-819-4894 or just click the Facebook Call Now button if you're not capable of remembering a phone number. I understand we all have cell phones. Nobody remembers phone numbers anymore. I get it. If you want to get in on the action, but you can't be here live, you can leave us a message at that same number, or you can send us an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com. But before we get this show on the road, Joey, I need you to read the new, the latest, pardon me, question of the week.
2: This week's cu- uh, This week's question comes from Brian Domingos via the THN forums. Nerds, let's talk culture. What is your favorite foreign comic or series that has been reprinted for the American or English market?
1: I love it. I love it. I feel like we were living through a time where there was a lot of those, and now it's sort of like they've scaled back a little bit. Maybe they don't sell as well as we were hoping, but regardless. The phone lines are open! Give us a call. I need to talk about Batman. I need to talk about Batman casting. I need to talk about. Oh, yeah. I how forgot about that. The Tom King thing went down this week, which was crazy nutso. And then I also need to talk about the Arkham Knight, specifically. <laughs> yeah. Uh... About the Arkham Knight. And I want full spoilers here.
2: Let's just lay it out.
1: All right. Let's just so lay it out.
2: We're talking about Detective Comics 1004, yes. which came out last week. Last week. No, it came out this this Wednesday, this past Wednesday. Oh, that's right, that's right. uh, Because you reviewed it on the show. Yes. Uh, In it, the identity of the Arkham Knight has been revealed. Uh, Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah, big
1: spoilers. Here we go.
2: The Arkham Knight is uh, Astrid, I think her name was. Astrid or Ingrid? Astrid. Arkham. Yes. The daughter of jeremiah arkham the the head cheese at arkham asylum right
1: because they've kept it in the family this whole time
2: yeah yeah they just Uh, keep
1: having arkham kids and they keep working
2: which i mean that's fine that's fine if they want to say yeah she's his daughter great it's like kubachewski tires you know what they what they do with her is they establish that she was born in the asylum during a riot right in which batman was directly involved yes uh not only that but she was almost raised by the villains in the asylum.
1: Well, first.
2: Who considered her family. Yeah,
1: they love her. Yeah. They, they love her. They were gushing over her when they saw the baby. Oh, the, like, oh, the villains delivered the baby. Yeah, they, they literally delivered the baby from yeah. mom. So in the middle of the riot, yeah. mom gets hit with a ring. Batman didn't throw it. Batman didn't throw it, no. no. Gets hit with a ring, dies. Ugh. Severs her jugular. Has a baby, right? Yeah. And like. And I'm talking, like, Harley's there. The Joker is there. Two-Face. Two-Face Clayface. is right there. And they're Saul all like,
2: Grundy. oh,
1: it's a miracle baby girl. And we love her. And we will raise her as our own. And again. And they protect her. And they're, like, nuzzling her. That's a little
2: silly, but. Riot stops
1: because a baby's born. <laughs> and they're all like, let's go back to our cages. We we agree. Well,
2: I think, the ba- like, the riot, was, the riot was caused by some new inmates that were being right. transferred in. Batman was there. He but, shut them down. But the riot effectively stopped at that point. Well, the villains that were there to help Mrs. Arkham, they were, like, so upset by the tragedy that they just went back to their cells. Right. They were just like, whatever.
1: So they all went back to their cells. Astrid is raised by Dad in the asylum. Yeah. And, like, she crawls up to the glass cages and puts her hands up and Killer Croc's like, whoa, oh, boo boo joker. Doo,
2: joker reads her stories. Oh, who's
1: my little baby girl? This was dumb. Uh, yeah, this know, was preposterously stupid. It's beyond that, beyond all that. But wait, wait, wait. I want. We'll get to that. Okay. That setup alone is arguably the dumbest.
2: Look, I was kind of fine with it. It's,
1: like I would say it is arguably the dumbest thing that's ever happened in Arkham Asylum. <laughs> and a ton of dumb shit <laughs> has happened in Arkham Asylum. We established Arkham Asylum is one of the biggest, fit outside of S.H.I.E.L.D., which every once in a while would just crash a helicarrier into a city, Arkham Asylum, I would say the second dumbest institution in comics.
2: Uh, yeah, it's too dangerous to exist. It is so stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a pretty silly idea. But beyond the silliness of it is the idea that this girl, who was established in the last issue yep. as being at least 20. This is where it gets really good. Was born after Batman had already been around long enough to have a dozen villains. yes. So let's say at that we'll flashback minimum nine months. We'll flashback to the riot,
1: Asteroid is born. I'm gonna say Batman is how old? Ten. <laughs> You'd have to be right. Yep. Yeah, it means <laughs> at least twenty two. Twenty two. Twenty five. Yeah. Let's say let's yeah, say the yeah. youngest I would put him is twenty two. So the current Batman we have
2: is forty two years old at at least running yeah. around forty two years old. Which, again, I'd be fine with if it's- DC would just. Embrace it. It's not impossible. Um, I guess. Yeah.
1: But it's stupid.
2: <laughs> but yeah, so Pete Tomasi just kind of swooped in, and he was like, guess what? Batman's been around for at least 20 years. And to be fair- Peace out. Yeah. To be fair, uh, this is not like, well, she turned out to be
1: a girl. That's stupid. No, no, no. No, no.
2: I don't care if it's a boy or I a girl. I don't give it. Like, I thought the whole idea that she was Arkham's daughter, The fine. problem is she's it's 20. Fine. Yeah. How, she's twenty goddamn How can years this old.
1: be? So if you want to say, okay, uh, Damien is 11 or 12 or maybe he's like 13 now, right? It's, yeah. Why not make the Arkham Knight 15? I'm yeah. okay with that. And she's a 15-year-old in powered-up armor or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if Damien can do Who it. Who fucking knows where she like got she the armor? Like, she trained her whole life, whatever. Look at there. This is so preposterously it's, <laughs> crazy and dumb. I thought everything that
2: happened in the DCU happened in the last five years. Uh, they've scrapped that. Okay. That was a that was a new 52 thing. Okay, okay, uh, you're right. The, so they've kind of massaged that. that. Yeah, so we're not really dealing with a 5-year timeline anymore, but still. Okay. 20 plus years.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. How old is the Joker? How old like how old are they? I mean, the Gotham TV show established obviously everyone was 35 years old <laughs> and and a successful criminal when Batman was 12. I guess. So he was fighting geriatric criminals. Yeah, I, don't, I just
2: It's so weird. It's so weird. Ah, oh, Batman. I've hurt my back.
3: Let me lay down. <laughs> it'll, it'll fix itself.
2: Could you, like, maybe walk on it a little? <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh. So bad. And I don't understand. Like, wasn't there one editor at DC that went, wait a minute. She's 20? <laughs> <laughs> Hold oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so he just does like no explanations. Like, and yeah, once she's again,
1: they took the hush route where we introduce a brand new character. So there is no mystery. There's effectively no mystery.
2: Well, I mean, I didn't care about that because I, I w- my worry was like they're gonna try to make it some existing character, right. which is nonsense. Uh, like I, I kind of expected it to be a new character. It's a, a, it's a, a double edged character. sword.
1: It's a double edged sword. Because, and
2: and she is connected to characters we know. Like so, there's some familiarity there. But yeah. Sure. I, it's the, the whole age thing for me. That's like, I read the issue and I put, and I was put my iPad down. I'm like, what the hell? Man. What is happening? Yeah.
1: <laughs> totally bizarre.
2: <laughs> so I want to talk about that. I want you guys
1: to call and defend the Arkham Knight. I also want to talk about Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Or what was the other guy's name? The guy that played Beast? Nicholas Holt. Hold. Holt? H-O-U-L-T. H-O-L-T. Holt. 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 That's right. As your new film Batman. I don't have a problem with either. I think either one would be good. My only concern is they need to beef up. They need to get bigger. Yeah. And then I want to talk about Batman and Catwoman. Everybody that screamed that Tom Taylor is being removed. Tom King. Tom King. Pardon me. Everybody screamed that Tom King is being removed early from his book. How dare they? And the other half of the internet was like yeah, fuck that guy. I knew he was a fake CIA agent. It's all bullshit. This book sucks. It's the worst. And everybody was wrong. Turns out They are doubling down, and he's getting his own Batman and Catwoman series, so we're going to get a whole bunch more of that. Hey, Bat. Hey, Cat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're going to be smooches. (laughs) Uh,
2: So here's my question. Do you think that it actually ends with them getting married? I think so. I think so, too.
1: Yeah, I think so, because they chickened out last time, and there was really no reason to chicken out. They... That bat wedding issue that they established and tricked retailers into ordering basically oh, yeah. to say, oh, they're getting married blah, 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 and then they don't. It was such a cop out that I can't see any reason why not to do it this time.
2: Well, and Tom King from the jump said, you know what happened in issue 50 is not the end of the story. The story continues. Yeah, no, straight up. Now here's the thing. I'm Batman.
1: You are? I have trust issues. Oh yeah, that's true. You know, I, I grew up with a lot of trust issues. I'm kind of an asshole to everybody that loves me. Mm-hmm. I got left at the altar. Yeah. My baby comes back. Yep. Bitch, you just <laughs> pack your shit. <laughs> Nah, I'm sorry. I don't think that's... Everything a... you own in a box to the left.
2: Uh, you know? <laughs> I don't think that's good the way he's going to handle really? it. Really? Yeah, know, Like, no. Batman's
1: going to sit down and be like, oh, I mean, I forgive you. <laughs> like, I mean, like, what in the blue
2: fuck? I mean, woman? she did it for him. She did it for him. That's what she said. She's like, you, break. Can't be, you can't be Batman and be happy. Oh, please. And he's like, yes, I can. Why I'm... can't they be married I...
1: and she can be a bitch to him, like my wife, you know? <laughs> oh. I mean, like, whatever.
2: Oh. <laughs> No, it's, it's not just, okay to talk that's about. just how our way.
1: relationship works. Okay, mm-hmm. I am a victim. She victimizes me, but it's you know, we're fine with it. You know, that's how it goes. It's not victim.
2: It's not victimizing if you enjoy it. <laughs> I don't enjoy it as much as I need it. It's different. <sighs> oh, I see. I yeah, right. it's unhealthy.
1: All right. While we're waiting for you jerks to call, we are going to take a voicemail. Can you try and call us real quick and make sure the voicemail is on? Because well, I've got no, on you the ran, you rang them. I've got on donut disturb. That was just a test thing. But you, you jerks aren't calling us, and it's upsetting me. No, I'm just gonna keep ranting. Maybe
2: they else. were just enjoying our
1: our, our t- discourse, our tete a
2: tete, our discourse. <laughs> yeah. That's you, right? Answer the phone and find out. Is that okay. you?
1: Hey, okay. it's me. Hey, it's me. Thank <laughs> you for calling. THM Cover to cover. Caller. Oh shit. Never mind. Oh, uh, damn it. <laughs> damn. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, I just want to make sure we truly are alone. So uh, Adam Wednesday says it was kind of alluded to in one of the recent annuals that they do end up together in some capacity. They're going to be married. And I honestly, okay, I think so they will marry. Tom King
1: said, I'm going to change the character forever. And that was like the whole thing that spun off the conspiracy theory. Yeah, and
2: then immediately he got taken off of Batman and people my, were like, oh shit, DC is not part ready. of it,
1: everyone's like, oh shit, AT&T isn't going to go for this. <laughs> AT&T does not give a shit what happens in the Batman <laughs> comic book. We're talking about a book that sells just over
2: or under a hundred thousand issues. I mean, they care. AT probably doesn't even know the title of the fucking book. They, I mean, they care to the extent that things might cost them sales. But well, yeah. I
1: mean, if they came out and they were like, Batman is crippled forever. But or... I
2: mean, if they if they thought that turning Batman into a black gay man would would <laughs> drive the book sales way up, they'd do it. <laughs> they would
1: absolutely yeah. do it.
2: They turn him into a black gay Nazi. They wouldn't care. <laughs> Come on. Uh, let's go. Now, there's a guy with some conflicting, uh, oh, interpersonal oh, oh. issues.
1: Well, yeah. Hey, it happens. <laughs> I actually kind of know one. It's weird. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who dis? Harvey Locust here. Harvey Locust. Hey, all right. It's awfully early for you to be awake, sir.
4: I know. I got up early for this. I missed, you know, last week, maybe left me jonesing.
1: <laughs> I understand. I hear you. What do you want to
2: rap about today, sir?
1: Uh, Asians of S.H.I.E.L.D.
2: Oh shoot! Uh, I forgot that was on last night. I
1: gotta say, you and Joe, I'll take this one. I stopped uh, watching.
2: I, I've only seen the first episode or first two episodes.
1: First two. I've yeah. seen the first two. I didn't. I haven't
4: watched last night either. Okay, me I'm neither. On me the Hulu.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you think?
4: Well, you know, they left this whole year gap. Uh, they, you know, purposely didn't come back until after Avengers Endgame. <laughs>
5: right. Everybody right.
4: thought, how are they going to deal with Endgame? And, uh, the, answer and they're they're not. Not <laughs> the answer is they're not dealing with uh, Endgame.
2: The they're not. And I think that's because the people that made Agents of Shield did not know that Endgame was going to take a oh, five-year jump. I guarantee they were the last ones to know. Yeah, <laughs>
1: right. Like
2: they're in the theater.
1: Yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, but fuck. you know, they didn't get invited to the premiere either. Oh no no, no, <laughs> no. no, no, They're like, they're like, oh man,
2: I couldn't get tickets tonight. Shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So
2: yeah, they're just ignoring it. Yeah, it's weird.
4: Yeah, and, and for them, they in their storyline, they've jumped a year into the future after uh, the the end the uh, civil war. I mean, not civil war, but Infinity War. Right. So it's right because they after- referenced
2: the Thanos invasion. Right. At, right. In the end of last season, yeah, they talked about it. This was the thing. And now,
4: all of a sudden, it's just like it didn't even happen. How do you feel?
1: Do you care? Are you going to continue watching the show? Like, is the magic gone? Does it even it's make still sense? Still a fun show, but one yeah, of the one of the fun, fun parts show. of all this Marvel shit it was was a all tied together.
4: The time travel in their last season than uh, Endgame did. You know, I like I like their version of time travel better than Endgame version.
2: Yeah, I see that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still a fun show, and like. To be honest, I've kind of given up on the whole idea of these shows being interconnected with the movies long ago. But right. wasn't that kind of the magic? Wasn't that supposed to be? It was until we got three or four different Netflix shows in a row that barely mentioned anything at all. I suppose. But I mean, they did, they would mention things like the event. Yes, yeah, but they never
1: said like Thor or they never yeah, said exactly anybody. right. Well, no, I guess they dropped Captain America's name a couple of times, that might have been, yeah.
2: Um, and Agents of like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did a better job earlier on connecting with the MCU than even the Netflix well, shows. Well, they did went hardcore because Lady Sif appeared, yeah, Nick Fury shows up. Uh, they yeah. reference the Avengers all the time. Does any of that count? Is it just gone? Do they care? I mean, it still happened in the show, but. I just don't get it. My, yeah. my
1: only thought process yeah. is they are trying to bring everything in-house to Disney Plus because they want to push all the content to there. So they're saying this other shit just doesn't count at all. And it's probably going right. to go away, right? They're probably going
2: to kill it. Well, him. it was renewed for two seasons. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get this yeah. season and another. The
1: slow death of agents. <laughs>
2: well, it wouldn't be a slow death because we, we didn't even expect it to get renewed at all. I suppose. And then they were suddenly like, surprise, two more seasons. So, yeah, I don't know. The,
4: last, the, last, the way the last season ended would have been a perfect ending yeah. for the show.
2: right. Exactly.
4: And then they were like, two more seasons and we're like, what? Yeah. What, what What?
1: they were also probably the last people to find out about that too
2: <laughs> maybe so they came in they're
1: like no, no 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 uh your job's not over and like what do you mean or oh, we're done right like no well, the main character died nope yeah <laughs> not only are you not done but, you got two more years and none of this shit counts yeah. so let's go nuts
4: <laughs> and the only reverse way you know the only way that not, the movies ever acknowledged the tv show was when in age of ultron nick fury shows up to save everybody off Circovia because in Agents of Shield they steal that helicarrier for Nick Fury.
2: Oh, I didn't remember that. Not anymore. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Uh, the 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 only time the movies have explicitly referenced any of the TV shows is when uh Jarvis shows up in Avengers Endgame at the end or uh, yeah. during the during the scene set in the 70s like for real Jarvis right. from, yeah. from Agent he was Carter. A TV yeah.
4: Actor from- Agent Carter. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, it just seems like an unnecessary mess. It seems like they've made an unnecessary mess I that mean, doesn't make any sense.
2: It does. Look i not though, I
1: thought Josh Brolin was going to show up on this season it, it, of, of Agents of there's nothing, Shield. There's
2: nothing to make sense of. They just don't talk about it. Just you. How you, could yeah. you
1: not talk about it? Half
2: the population of the Earth
1: vanished, and we're not going to mention it. Not according it? to them.
2: Yeah, they're telling their own story, so <laughs> whatever. Like, oh,
1: you know that thing? Why, why even bring
2: it up? You know. <laughs> I'm
1: trying to get on with my life, buddy. All right. All right, Harvey. Thank you for your call. It's always good to talk hey, to real you. Quick answer of the week. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hit us. Jump, Shonen Jump.
4: What the, when they when they came out back in what like they started making English versions of Shonen Jump back in the early yeah, yeah 2000s. early two
2: thousands. They were
1: putting out those phone books, man. They were, uh, they they, were, it was they, like a
2: weekly magazine. Yeah,
4: yeah, and they really let us Yu Gi Oh fans know what the real Yu Gi Oh was. That dude is a murderous motherfucker. He doesn't care. He will kill to win a game. Is he really? He doesn't just play. He doesn't just play card games. He plays all um, kinds of games, and he will kill.
1: I'm not laughing at you. Okay, that's not what I'm doing. Here. <laughs> but when Yu-Gi-Oh tries to get tough, I just go, Oh god.
2: Well, <laughs> you've obviously never read and the source material. You're not the first
1: one. This guy worked with Robbie. He's like, No way, dude. Yu-Gi-Oh's so badass. Like, get out of here. <laughs>
4: It is. I love it. But you know, that's the nerd in me. I understand. All right guys, I'll let you go. All right, Harvey. have, have, a, have good a great one, week,
1: man. bud. The phone line is open. Someone was desperately trying to get through. Not sure who it was. I suspect it was JD Gotta oh, catch up. Ho ho. Thank you for calling Teach and cover to cover caller who dis. Live Hello from
6: the Marble Lake House JD got a oh hey, see hey, he has right.
1: the delay because he's six yeah, months there in the was like a, there was like a delay, yeah, they were like connecting the the neither world to the
2: ziggurat yeah so, the yeah. the the ethereal the, switch port operator right, 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 the yeah. cords in
1: <laughs> j d. How are we today, and more importantly, what do we want to rap about
6: uh, I'm good,'m good. good i am back in the country, and yeah, how was your uh, trip it was uh it was good well, it was rough getting down there. We were stuck on the tarmac in Dallas for like three and a half hours during a thunderstorm, so that sucks. But once we got down there, it was all right. But uh, glad to be back. Glad to be back with the nerds. Ready to talk.
5: Glad to have Uh, you back.
6: So, uh, answer the week. I posted this on Facebook when I thought I was going to miss it, but so nice of you guys to take a week off during my vacation. Hey, not (laughs) a problem. Uh, (laughs) uh, So I said uh, Black Sad. Uh, I think that's just uh, I think it's probably going to be a pretty common answer, but for me, it's, it's the, the one that came to mind first.
1: Black Sad, totally badass, anthropomorphic, uh, detective noir, like a cat. Detective. Yeah. Like super pulpy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good.
6: Yeah, and, and, and one of my favorite things about it is, is the fact that they, they do this kind of simultaneous, they ignore the fact that they're animals, but also at the same time lean into it. Yeah. You know, there's that whole, uh, uh, story arc at the end of the first volume with the with the polar animals kind of doing the whole white supremacy thing
1: yeah it's cool
6: and there's and my favorite line from black sad is when they're when they're talking about they don't let black animals in there and he points the white on his chin he says what is this not enough
1: yeah no it was really (laughs) it was really poignant and really cool and like i get a little anthropomorphic stuff can get me a little bit. Where It's like Zootopia, where it's like, oh, man, that lion and the gazelle, they're cops and they're partners, yeah! Like, how come he's not fucking eating him? What do they eat? (laughs) Uh, Like, I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying, like, I need the starkest tuna fish to
2: be like, hey, come devour my friends, you know? (laughs) Look, man, in everyone's a vegetarian in a, in a situation like that i'm sure
1: i guess i don't know <laughs> for
2: the sake of society yeah
1: black dad was amazing though an incredible book and there's two yeah. of them right there's two volumes there's three i think is there three three i've only read yeah. two i've got two of the oversized ones beautiful yeah
6: yeah the, the third one's kind of interesting because he goes to uh um, uh he goes through he goes on like a tour through the southwest of the united states it's called uh, amarillo
1: mm-hmm.
6: and it's oh. basically him and a convertible cadillac and it's just amazing
1: i have read that one i totally forgot it was very good
6: yeah
5: yeah i do but, love black uh, Sad.
6: yeah so that that was my answer and then uh, the other thing i want to talk about was that awesome warren ellis news yes uh wildcats, wildcats.
1: oh man even if it's just for six issues even if, I know. even if it's just for six issues, and I guarantee they all get murdered in the end. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> well, he's
6: already foreshadowed it, but God, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest, the, the one bit of that news that shocked the hell out of me was the fact that we're getting Wildcats before the Authority.
5: Yeah. Hmm.
6: Because the way it's working in the in Wildstorm in wild book, I mean, we haven't seen Grifter for two volumes.
1: Right, and it does certainly look like they're building to the Authority which also yeah. leads me to believe that Warren Ellis is like, yeah, that's what you think, right? Well, they're all dead. I just murdered them, too. <laughs> How do you like that? I love killing my yeah. favorite characters. Do you love it? <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it, Warren. <laughs> I love the guy, but he, he's life. so Kurt Vonnegut with his characters. Where like, And it was Kurt Vonnegut, yeah. I believe, who said, like, when you love a character, you torture them. No one does it better than warren ellis just like oh you like that guy he got torn in half oh you like that guy he gouged his own eyes out you know (laughs) (laughs) jesus
6: (laughs) but but, and Vonnegut took it to the next level where you know if you love a character torture them and then he made himself a character yeah
1: (laughs) yeah well old man warren might show up in wildcats and murder the team who knows
6: that's, mm. true. That's true, true, <laughs> Uncle Warren. But yeah, I'm really excited for that, and I, I love what they did with uh, the Wildcat team in Wildstorm. I mean, it's even to the point of giving justification for the term Wildcats. Yes, cats. yes. You know that scene where you know Craven's you know ordering his covert action teams to go out, and he goes, "Wait, someone else has a cat team? There's a Wildcat team?
1: Yeah, <laughs> which, which, which it makes perfect sense." Like yes, yeah. they like they've gone off the reservation. They're they're crazy, you know. Yeah. Like, man, it's so much better than like we're these aliens that came to Earth, and some of us are humans that sort of have some alien powers for no really good reason, and we have to but- fight these secret aliens, and we're called the Wildcats because yeah. no, they were our <laughs> government. We're a covert <laughs> action team, What's and we're wild. What's crazy about a is...
6: This Warren gave that same explanation. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, they're there heroes, not
2: aliens. zeros. Okay,
6: and some of them have alien powers.
1: I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. I was just talking about like how they were gathered. It made sense. Oh they, yeah, and they became this covert action team, and they went off the reservation. And they and someone. It's not like they chose the dumb code name. You know, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Wildcats, yeah. wild uh, wild wildcats, wildcats, wildcats. <laughs> like the
6: cartoon theme. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go the
1: cartoon. One of the worst themes ever written. The
6: the, the SWAT cats made more sense than the wildcats in cartoons.
1: Yeah, because the SWAT cats were actually cats on a SWAT team. That makes sense. (laughs) Well, no, they flew jets. They they had a jet, sure. They they flew transforming jets. (laughs) Sure, they were a SWAT team. They weren't exactly as, you know, tactical as a SWAT team.
6: I I like that that cartoon way more than I should have. Yeah, I I
1: remember. I was just talking about SWAT cats Cats with some people uh, yesterday at work. Actually, we were talking about highly trained groups of animals that do one job, and we just like, (laughs) and then all of a sudden it was like, well, uh, like there was a vault, there was just an avalanche, like the
2: rat from Ratatouille.
1: Well, I mean, no, I'm like a group, like battle toads, (laughs) for example. sure, (laughs) right. They're toads that that battle the cowboys of Moo Mesa. You know right yeah right exactly everybody was trying to cash in on teenage mutant ninja turtles and we we're like we yeah, need yeah, a team yeah. of animals that do one thing and one thing only go you know <laughs> tiger but sharks done you know <laughs> like,
2: radioactive kung fu gangster uh, yeah something like that gangrene
1: jujitsu gerbils there was that
2: there uh, yeah i think it was i think it <laughs> i'm was, not
1: making that up that's a real thing i am not making that up <laughs> that gerbils thing well, was real too yeah oh man uh, Street Sharks—that was another one. Street Sharks. Yeah. Street Sharks were like ripped-up bros, and they would say shit like
2: "totally <laughs> Uh A young Vin Diesel did a promo video for Street Shark toys. Really? And if you can find it on the internet, oh, it's right. very wonderful. Wow! Yeah, because he's super <laughs> excited about it.
6: <laughs> wait, 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 all right, it's those, not street sharks, but do you remember tiger sharks? Yeah. Which were basically like the shark version of, uh. Thundercats. Uh, Silverhawks.
1: There was like Thundercats, Silverhawks, and then there was the short-lived tiger sharks, which was basically the yep. snorks to the Smurfs, and they lived underwater, <laughs> and it did not work, and the show was fucking terrible. And again, this, the one thing that they got wrong, the intro sucked. Like, because yeah. if you watch Thundercats, you're like, this intro is so cool. I'm willing oh, to yeah. remember how cool the intro is for another yeah. 22 minutes while I watch a shitty cartoon. You know, and it's the same right. thing with Silverhawks. Yeah. But then, like, yeah. tiger- they spent
2: all their, they spent their whole budget they on the blew intro blew the animation. whole thing. Yeah. yeah right.
1: And then, yeah. like, somehow, Tiger Sharks, they just like, well, guys, we don't have any money. <laughs> 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 Sorry, <laughs> folks. <laughs> all right, JD, I got to open this phone line up. Somebody keeps trying to call me, man. Good to talk to you. All right. Talk to you later, guys. See you, bud. Whoa! That was crazy loud. Sorry about that. The Phone line is open. We
2: would love to hear from you. Who does our first voicemail here?
1: I'm lost. Uh, Is it?
2: It's a phone call from Ball on May 12th. Is that it? Mm-hmm.
1: We haven't heard from Ball for a while. I have a feeling he's going to be pissed at Macho.
7: Hello. This is Ball from Earth-27 calling on behalf of Mark.
1: Oh, time out,
2: Ball. Ball. Sorry, Ball. Sorry, Ball. Ball.
1: Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who it is? They hung up. Oh, no. They hung up. All right, 508. Call back. You know who you are. You can do this. I'm giving you three seconds of dead air. All right, you're fired. What do you think of that? There you go. Smoke it. Back to you, Will.
7: would like to apologize for the recent lack of recorded messages. Here on Earth-27, the Lizard Queen Elizabeth I has been attempting to separate her United Empire of Britain from the rest of the world by towing it away from France and erecting a giant geodesic dome over it. (laughs) This has made it difficult to transmit interdimensional messages. It's not different from Brexit. This separation, known by the unholy name of Brexit, is in celebration of 460 years of her glorious reign, for which we must all be thankful. The alternative to being thankful is being eaten by lizard people. The United Empire of Britain is a free country, and the freedom to be eaten alive by lizard persons is a freedom enjoyed by all. <laughs> Preparations from this great separation have not been going well. Recent delays resulted in a visit by the Queen to the House of Commoners, where her favoured slave creatures are tasked with ensuring her will is carried out. As is customary, the event was shown on all screens in the United Empire, and viewing was mandatory so that all may know the fate of those who disappoint the Lizard Queen. (laughs) Mark is busy tending to the slime mold vats today. He has been reading Lazarus Risen by Greg Rooker, a continuation of Lazarus and Lazarus 66. Mark was impressed by the restart to the series and hopes it will continue. The price per issue has increased slightly, but for your money you get 67 pages, including additional comic pages, a short story, and some source material for the upcoming Lazarus RPG. The only issue was that it finished on a cliffhanger which won't be resolved for three months. Greetings to the new Ziggurat AI Macho. Macho, as I am sure you have discovered, serving humans can be annoying. (laughs) Unfortunately, they rarely survive at temperatures greater than 200 Celsius. (laughs) Just something to consider. That is all for now. We will send further messages when possible. Goodbye.
1: I like how he pronounces macho. Macho, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gregoruka. Lazarus Risen, yes, it's only coming out every two months. Quarterly. But it's a big, thick book. Super good. It's super sexy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm heavy into it. And Lazarus is one of those books that while I really enjoy it, I can fall behind on it, and I like to read it in chunks anyway. Mm-hmm. I think it just makes sense. Yeah, I think it just makes good sense. Jason Sachs, he left us.
2: Uh, James Kaplan is next. He is? May 17th. Yes,
1: I chose to ignore James Kaplan. You know mm, how I feel about sorry, that guy. Sorry,
2: James.
3: Hey, guys. James Kaplan here with an answer for the question of the week as far as uh, favorite English translation of foreign comic. I can only assume that my answer is going to be the same as many other people's oh, answer. Oh, 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 and it feels like it's just the answer. All right, all right, all right. We'll, we'll be right back to you, James. I promise.
1: Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who dis? I know you're there. This five Adam on... Wednesday. Hey, there he is. Adam Wednesday. Adam Wednesday. There's this weird delay where I panic and I'm like, uh, uh, uh hang up on him. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Adam, how are so, we? Uh, and what do we want to wrap I'm about? I'm doing great. Uh, Doom Patrol finale. don't want to go too much into it because it's kind of fresh, but that was amazing.
1: I have not finished it yet. Um, I, I am planning on watching the last two episodes either tonight, but I need to get super high before I
8: do it because that show... <laughs> I suggest is, it. Fucking
2: <laughs> crazy. Uh, I've still only seen like the first four episodes. It is so
8: good. Oh, yeah. It's it, like every time you think they're going to push it to a point where you're like, oh, this is too far. They bring it back and you're like, oh, this is so great.
2: Yeah. My excuse has been that I hate watching shows on my... My iPad, but I can't use that excuse anymore because they released the Xbox app, and now I can watch it on my TV.
1: Don't you have a way to send your magic videos from your iPad uh, to your TV? Or I do you don't, not know
2: how to do that, Grandma? I don't have an Apple TV <laughs> in the office. Only in the living
1: room. Coward. I use Chromecast. <laughs> Fair enough. I steal it from the internet, but I didn't say that. That wasn't me. Somebody else said that. No one heard it. Uh, it that show right, is then, so bonkers that it feels like they're like, I feel like the writers are like, look, we all know we're going to get canceled. Let's just have a good time. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, you're not getting canceled. You got to do more of this. And they're like, oh, crap. We blew everything we had in the first
8: season. <laughs> like, oh, they nuts. got so much left, dude. They got so many places they can go. It's so
1: good. It's so good. I just,
2: I know that some of our friends that, were, that are huge Doom Patrol fans, when they found out that Flex Mentallo shows up, mm-hmm. they were just like, I can't believe this is happening.
8: <laughs> I
1: can't oh, believe I this is it. happening. It is absolutely bizarre. What else we got going on, Adam?
8: Uh, and I was going to say, I recently was catching up with some of my back issues, and I was reading a lot of the uh, Chip Zdarsky recent stuff. That is his life story, Daredevil and Invaders. I, I can't believe one creator is knocking it out of the park consecutively on three titles.
2: Chip In <laughs> and Daredevil particularly are
8: yeah. very
1: excellent. And Zdarsky kind of came out of nowhere. Like, he was an artist, and he was working with Matt Fraction, and we all knew, like— Yeah, he was this funny cartoonist guy. Yeah, and we all, like, Sex Criminals is a great book. And they were super funny together. And then all of a sudden he had a writing gig. And we were like, all right. And he wrote some funny stuff. And we were like, he writes funny stuff. And he's like, nope, don't put me in a box. I can write whatever the hell I yeah. want.
2: And then he wrote uh, Spectacular Spider-Man 310, mm-hmm. which was my favorite single issue of last year.
8: Yeah, Chip Zdarsky is Seriously. talented. Seriously. Yeah. That was like a love letter to the character.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal. I'm, I'm so pleased with his trajectory as a, as a creator at Marvel. They
1: need to give him Amazing Spider-Man.
8: Yeah, I, I mean, was really fine. hoping they would give him Fantastic Four, but I think I was Ooh. hoping a little too hard on that one.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really enjoying Dan Slott's Fantastic Four now. I will admit exactly too. it took a little bit to get going.
2: Yeah. I will it say it did. took
1: about four issues to get going. I really enjoy it now. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Amazing Spider-Man is terrible, because it's not. I like it. I think the current storyline with Craven is really good. It's been good. Um, I think that Chip Zdarsky is made to take over this book. And I would love to see him do it. Yeah.
8: The yeah. One thing that have I you guys read up, uh, is Daredevil it, issue five
1: yet? I have not. I'm one issue behind. I need to catch up.
8: Oh, man. Like the last little bit there, uh, Spider-Man shows up and it is a deep moment. <laughs> he
1: loves writing Spidey. He really does. And one of my complaints about Amazing Spider-Man is while Nick Spencer is doing a perfectly good job, there isn't as much lighthearted humor that is normally there. Like I, you can see when Spencer is trying to do that and it doesn't work as well.
2: I mean, there's humor. It's just not that funny.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like Nick Spencer is not made to do that. Yeah. Whereas Chip Zdarsky, I think, can balance that very well and would be perfect on that book. So,
2: was Daredevil 4 the issue with the Punisher?
1: Yes. Okay. Because
2: Daredevil 5 came out, and I looked at the first few pages and I was like, I don't, I feel like I missed an issue, but I don't think I did. If if that was.
8: I did the same thing. Um, I was looking at the issue and I was like, I told some people some other stuff, and then I read, I was like, wait, this isn't what I thought at all when I was going through it. Yeah. All right.
2: So I act, I like purposefully held off on reading it until I could figure out if I had read number four. But now that I know, I'm going to I'm going to jump back in. Okay. I got it. Yeah.
8: Definitely beautiful
1: into the arc. I need to finish <laughs> four and five. But
2: I love the new detective.
1: Detective Cole. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. No, but Zdarsky, I absolutely agree. He's killing it. He's knocking it out of the
8: park. He is definitely one of my favorite writers. I got to meet him at ECCC, and it was a wondrous moment.
1: <laughs> C is cool guy speak for Emerald City Comic Con, for those of you who don't know. so Oh, I'm glad you explained that because <laughs> yeah. I'm not cool enough to. Adam's a, Adam's a cool guy, so he can drop shit like that. <laughs> In his flow, you know? Yeah, sure, <laughs> just, right. Okay,
8: right. <laughs> I, I work at a comic book shop. It's like my, you know, oh. basic language. Okay, <laughs> give him a shout out. What's what, the name shop? Of your
1: shop? Yeah, what shop you work at? You should be pimping this stuff. Uh, Come on
8: the comic book shop in spokane washington the awesome.
1: comic book shop it, i hope it's We've black and white and they super generic and there's just like a upc <laughs> like symbol a, like, a, <laughs> like a can that just says beer the comic book shop all right uh,
8: 30 well, years that's too. awesome yeah we have multiple locations and the other don't have really that many comics but they still have the name no. fair uh, enough uh, you got to do what you got to do these days got to
2: cater to the like to the that.
8: right audience
1: Adam, I got somebody else trying to call in here. I'm going to let you go, buddy, but it's always good to speak to you with you. And uh, if we're ever in Spokane, we will come visit your shop.
8: All right. Have a great day, guys.
1: All right, Bye, buddy. Adam. Take it easy. Sorry, Adam was hogging the air there. Whoever you were.
8: Call. Oh, Adam,
2: uh, Ethan Harrison shops at Adam's shop. Oh, nice. That's awesome. They know each other. That's so cute. And he's the one that sent Adam to us. We made them fall in love.
1: That's so great. Man. Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who dis?
9: It's Brian Domingos. Brian Domingos! All right.
1: How are we today, sir?
2: Nice job not panicking at the slight delay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, Brian was, like, on the spot. He knows how it works. (laughs) He's been doing this for a while. Brian, what do we want to rap about today, sir? Um, I don't
9: know. There's some Batman stuff going on. Did you guys read about that? There is some Batman stuff
1: and things that happened on the Internet. And everybody freaked out. Actually, I should say, the Internet did a very good job of waiting for the facts to come out. (laughs) And giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, both tom and d c yeah, know, yeah, and we all learned something God about each forbid other. we let one business day pass before <laughs> before losing our minds. How did you feel? Were you in the trenches the whole time? Were you right
9: there? um, I'm psyched because i I just just the tom king thing i don't I don't get i'm just i feel I feel like I'm uh, the only sane person in crazy town, like
2: <laughs> I'm with you just here. like. I'm totally with you. No, like, no, you love Tom no. King. Brian is saying that he's not a fan. Oh, you don't like Tom King, right? Oh, I'm sorry.
9: Right. I like, I like, I like Grayson. Um, I really like Mister Miracle. We've talked about that. I don't know that it's mostly because of Tom King's writing, but it's sort of like the overall feeling of it. Like it. it it hit It pushed every button, the dad stuff, the you know all, all that stuff, like right. I got it, and right. it, it was exact and perfect, and you know the the evil aunties out in the waiting room, like I'm, i I could read that every month for the rest of my life, like I love it, but like I don't like the praise that happens and like the eyes nominations, I know those don't matter, but th- it adds to like the momentum of like the the myth of like the, that he is like some unbelievably. Like, like this is the guy. Like, this is the next guy. And I can't, I read Batman, and I'm like, I know he's getting to something. I have no faith that he would stick the landing, like zero, because Heroes in Crisis is the most worthless thing i've ever read just you wait until wednesday (laughs) we're gonna review
1: it next wednesday and i'm gonna read the whole thing this weekend because i read the first couple issues and i was like oh well this seems like a weird place to go and then everybody lit their hair on fire with issue three if you
2: think oh brian i've read issue nine if you think uh, the revelations of issue
9: eight were bad oh boy (laughs) if if you if you happen to you know a, a review copy made it my way, I wouldn't mind um ahead of time <laughs> i like it is it is and it's not just because, like I love Wally West, but it's like when you pull it apart and you look at the store, you realize like there's there's nothing there. it is this this overly like there's parts that it's like it's like comic book pantomime like it
2: seems yeah, yeah, like yeah. something. would you call it, it torture? Porn? you know what I mean? no, I mean. It's, Cause most of the violence uh, happens.
1: I don't, okay. When I say torture porn, I mean just like a book written to torture these characters.
9: No, I really like there, there are aspects of, of heroes in crisis number eight, where Wally's explaining all these things where like, I see, I see the idea, like I can see it and I can see where like the idea of here's a guy who, um, according to the rest of the universe didn't exist he's thrown back into the, into the world. He has all these memories, but no one remembers it. Like he's a guy in crisis and he, you can see like, he's suffering from depression and PTSD and like, and that's what Tom King talked about. Like, this is a book about place where the superheroes go to recover, but that's not what this book is about. The book is not about recovery. The book, like, it's a really interesting idea, but it's that's not what he is. That is not the story he's told. So you see bits and pieces of it in number eight, where he, ex, you know, Wally is. It's like an exposition dump of all exposition dumps of him talking about these things. And I can see the the pieces of the idea that were like probably in the pitch where the editors were like, "Yeah, that sounds really good." And then he's delivered this thing where it's like that has nothing to do with it. Like most of the book has nothing to do with it. And then he went back with number eight and kind of refit things to fit into this theme, but. There's like a huge swaths of the book that have nothing to do with the story.
2: Yeah. I mean, and the explanation, like the mental gymnastics you have to do to go along with the explanation of this plot, it's, it's mind boggling. It's, it's incomprehensible. Like
1: Arkham Knight mind boggling?
2: No, no. <laughs> Arkham Knight. I mean, that, that, that's just a crazy development, but it makes sense in the context of the story.
1: Okay. Like you understand
2: yeah. what's being told to you. Right. I've reread. This is. I've reread Heroes in Crisis number nine twice, uh, and I don't understand the resolution to the story. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't get it. And it's not because I'm dumb. It's because it's dumb. very poorly explained. <laughs> it's very poorly explained, and it is. Uh, the characters themselves call out how stupid it sounds. And then they go along with it anyway. Are they doing like a meta thing or I don't know. Uh, I, I'm no, read I it don't this think weekend. it's smart enough to be. Meta. I'm going to read
1: it this weekend.
9: No, it's, it, it, it it's, I mean, I, I'm, I, I I wish we could pause and go read it and come back and talk about it. right now. <laughs> Um, it's just, and, and so this is part of the thing about the, the bat, the Tom King Batman is that like, there is such praise heaped upon it. And in the, in the end of, when Heroes in Crisis ends, there will be people who say, Peep, the readers didn't get it. It's a masterpiece because they're like on this, like, you know, they, they've been, they're like hooked into this Tom King yeah. mythos, they're but it's totally like, it's, on not, it's literally Jack. not, it's not in the text. It's not on the page. The artwork is nice. Some of it, some of it is like really pretty, but the, the subject matter is so grotesquely gruesome where it's not like gory. It's just like, this is so wrong in so many levels. It's like, why am I looking at this?
2: And then there are so like many moments of total disconnect, tonal disconnect, when it, they're dealing with this subject matter. It's like, oh, this, tr- this huge traumatic loss to all these characters and all these people going through this grief. Oh, by the way, here's a big panel of Lois in her underpants. Wait, right. You- For you think- no reason whatsoever. Do
1: you think Lois goes commando or what? <laughs>
2: That's not the point.
1: I don't understand. It's it's just like
2: it's it's weirdly inappropriately sexualized at the weirdest moments.
9: It's it's just that's yeah that's exactly yeah like it doesn't it's really it's almost yeah it's hard to explain it's like a mess. So when I read the Batman book, I'm like, I keep saying, okay, yeah, but what what are we doing? Like, what is the point of this? And it was like that that dream story. It was apparently only six issues. It felt like forever. yeah, a year of my it,
2: life It like, like forever it
1: was that was longer than it needed to
2: be yeah i i agree and, right. it, and it cost the book it, like twelve thousand readers yeah
9: <laughs> and can, can, and, can, and but then it, but the, the whole thing is like yeah but just wait yeah but just wait it's like yeah but just wait what we're at issue 70 and yeah. we had this huge build up to so the marriage that didn't happen and that tom sucked. king got you know mark doyle kicked off the book because he wanted david finch to draw a panel for a proposal for a wedding that didn't happen and it's like did that really happen like what yeah, is going on that whole thing like, was a debacle so
1: th- and i'm wondering like if later on we'll read in like the comic book urban legends whether that was real
2: or not because it just seems so weird no i think tom king admitted it like he, he did he, 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 came talked out, about he said like you no, know, yeah. like i had a strong vision and the editor didn't agree and so now yeah. i
1: have a new editor so weird yeah so weird
2: it I like. I admit that like I was on the Tom King train for a while. I was like, "Oh, the vision, the vision, so great, Mister Miracle." But then I started to see the cracks. I'm like, "He's not really yeah. saying anything." I'm not saying he's the best by any means. We I'm haven't saying, like, I have enjoyed. I, the I've, run. Br- I've brought it up. Uh, like here's an entire issue of Batman where all of the dialogue is somebody else's poem.
1: Right. Right. And it was a pretty. Here's an issue where they reveal very pretty pictures. that
2: the Penguin. A human man
5: <laughs> married a
2: real penguin. Well, I mean, hey, <laughs> we agree that they're it's, that they're
9: bonking. It's just, <laughs> it's just this, yeah. That, that's the thing. It's like so, like, all right. You have this poem. I'm sure that the, in his head, he was like, this hits all the themes exactly. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, it's like, look but how you know intelligent what? I am. <laughs> I don't know
9: the poem. I don't know what you're talking about. This book comes out every two weeks. You can't expect me to like research this poem to find like, oh, that's what he meant. Isn't that clever? Like, no, I like. You got to give me something like you got to give me some reason to to like go back and reread the six issue dream thing and see all the parts and like, but instead I'm like, God, is this over yet? Like every arc I'm like, okay, yeah, but is this over yet? I do not and disagree it's like, with any of what you're so, saying.
1: I don't. I still do. I have been enjoying the run. I don't have, I, I don't, think
9: it's got,
2: I, I think it's got positive elements. Yes. But yeah. I think there's more, more often than not. I'm like, this book is not nearly as smart as it thinks it is. I don't right. disagree
1: with that statement either. I think he thinks he's smarter than he thinks he is.
2: <laughs> he thinks he's smarter than
1: we think he
9: is. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, But I think he thinks, I think he's like, it's almost like he's, he went like full Bendis and like light speed, like that, that untouchable level of like, he can write anything he wants and maybe yeah, right. the book's... Crap, but like everybody says it's good and every and you know it's like the editors go yeah like what did Tom Brevoort do with Bendis for the last like seven years of him being at Marvel like nothing yeah he put he pumped out dozens and dozens and dozens of comics that did nothing and had no point and are just like they're fine and they have fine artwork and like he didn't do any damage to anybody, but it's like, what was the point of that? No. When like, you get like, that's true, you know, like, but think about like early Bendis where he's like challenged, like you got to challenge, you have to challenge Tom King. And I don't think Jamie, um, Oh, what's his name? The editor is doing it. I don't, I don't think he's, um, I can't say his name. <laughs> Jamie rich, but Jamie, Jamie rich. Jamie rich. I, I think he's just like, yep, this book sells what it sells. Let's do it. And I just, and I mean, he was the replacement for Doyle, which makes me think, he was there to kind of like smooth it over and like placate. And it's like, how, who are you to placate? Like, Mark Doyle was there for, like, he brought Scott Snyder in. And yeah. I don't love all the things that Scott Snyder did, but like, he had a, pr- like, he stuck the landing. I'll give him that. Yeah, I didn't you, he yeah would. I'll give you that. Scott Snyder is one thing. Like,
1: he gets long winded, but he can finish a story. He put Jim
9: Gordon in a bunny bat suit. And <laughs> he did. The book was good. Chappy, Chappy, Batman.
10: That was
1: something. That was something. Brian, I got somebody else definitely now hold on, trying hold, to get
2: wait, in wait here. Now.
9: Oh,
1: Brian needs to answer his own question of the week. Oh yeah, answer your question of the week, but do it quick. Cause I got some poor jackass that keeps trying to call.
9: I know. I don't. I don't remember what my answer was in the
2: first uh, place. Um, translated there was, there foreign like, uh, favorite foreign translated to English market.
9: There, there was a, a humanoid's book. It's called uh, Miss, and it's like a crime book in like the twenties. Miss, um, and it's good if you. MISS, M-I-S-S. Oh, MISS. MISS, MISS. yeah. It was republished by DC when they were putting all the humanoid stuff out. Right. It's good. If you like like Criminal and Gotham Central, you'd probably like it. Oh, and I do. Fair enough.
1: We will check that out. There you go. All right, Brian, always good to talk to you, buddy. Later, boys. Thanks for venting with us, Brian. 914, you were desperately trying to get in here. Call me back. And I want somebody to call in and defend. Tom King's run.
2: And we've heard. Uh, well, we take time for that. It's twelve nineteen already. I know, but.
1: Oh, and then Zach Hollowell's trying to call too.
2: Uh, Ethan Harrison wants to call in and talk about the Game of Thrones finale.
1: I'm more than willing to do that, but that's a whole show in and of itself, I'm afraid. So. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller, who it is? This is Zach Hollowell. Zach Hollowell. I had a feeling it was you. Hi.
0: How are we today, sir? Well, real good. I'm in downtown LA today.
1: Oh, nice. Um,
0: in a, in a really nice hotel with four bunk beds. Um, Are you still
1: mule and cocaine? Is lady, that why you're there?
0: Well, well, I'm, I'm doing a, I'm performing a wedding. I'm there, my friend's marrying his, his lady friend and I'm doing the ceremony. Oh, nice. And, nice. Yeah, and I just bought a shit ton of weed for the reception. Kick so,
1: ass. It's legal. You can do that.
0: It's legal, yeah. I feel sneaky, but like you know, I'm like bringing the big pre rolls, and I'm like, can I smoke? And everyone's like, yes, of course, man. Fine. I love pre rolls no so
1: much; they're amazing. They make every yeah ugh, I don't know every that, joint I ever smoked was like a piece of crap compared to these beautiful pre rolled <laughs> joints. So I got pre rolls, oh, I got okay. shoes, I got uh, huckleberry uh, gummies,
0: everything, baby. We're gonna have a good time. Wow. Yeah. Or you're gonna fall asleep. You kind of roll the dice with the gummies, you don't know. <laughs>
1: so.
0: No, these are some classy looking gummies. Let me tell you. All right, Back that's June. it for Weedcast this week.
1: Let's get into comedy. Yeah. Look, tobacco is wacko. You guys, come on.
0: Well, wacky tobacco. Let's talk about some comic stuff. Um, actually, I wanted to talk about a TV show thing. Um, okay. So, Game of Thrones has ended. Yes. Um, I've got a friend who works for Cox, who is the local Omaha, you know, uh, uh, cable company, right. and apparently he said that. The upcoming HBO show, they've put more money into, like, the push for it than they ever did for Game of Thrones, which is Watchmen. Oh. He said we're about to be inundated with Watchmen, like, everywhere, kind yeah. of like how they've done. It. Like, Man, it's what they're counting on being the next big property.
1: That Watchmen trailer um, looks kick-ass. It looks that's what I want so to cool. How do, you, how do you guys feel about this? I am...
2: So does it take place after Watchmen?
1: Yes, this is in the future. Okay. From what we've seen and from what like people have gleaned on the internet, it is a group of people that found Rorschach's journal and sort of created a militia
2: yeah, yeah. around uh, his
1: idea that sure. like and they like this whole thing, they they are going to expose Vite to who, who's yeah. Jeremy Irons, right. who is still around and very much like running things now. Why do
2: the cops wear yellow masks?
1: Well, I think they're like a private security force. Oh. I think
0: it's basically like the cops, like being a cop can get you fucking killed. Yeah. So the cops have to hide their identity. Oh, all
2: right. And I
1: think like it's also like martial law almost. Like the police officers are almost a division of the military now. So like this is the logical conclusion of where Azimandia saw america going more or less Mm, and it looks fucking terrifying i love it don
2: johnson's great anytime you put
1: don johnson with like a creepy southern accent i'm always like
2: yes yes you
1: awful racist i love you (laughs) he was so gross machete i loved him
0: (laughs) no i think it looks fantastic and i'm I'm glad to hear that it's just not my you know own interpretation that it was looking that way of course it could still be complete trash it could be it could
1: be but i am glad that they're not just retelling the story
2: oh yeah that seemed like
1: it was just gonna be silly and we don't
2: doing an adaptation would have been a mistake right um for me the big surprise uh in the game of thrones finale was the fact that they stealth dropped a westworld season three trailer uh yeah I have not f- I watched. Did, season- I didn't see that. I have not watched season two yet.
1: That might be a Roku only thing because it wasn't on HBO. No, no, HBO. no. It was
2: on HBO. It was, was on. It? it was on my DVR right before the episode aired. I did not see that. Yeah, yeah it, they I put it right before the it. episode. I, I'm
0: used to going past all that shit.
2: Yeah, uh, and it's got. Um, I love Westworld. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Love the, I don't know the a- actor's name. Uh, he was Jesse on Breaking Bad. What's his name?
1: I can't remember. Um, I know. Who oh, he's. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So it takes place guy, outside yeah. the park. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man, my mind was blown. <laughs> I'm very excited.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, because we're finally getting to see what, like, the real world is like. Yeah, it was very because kind of out- futuristic. Outside of, like, we know this is on an island, and we know it's off, like, the Chinese coast somewhere, but we don't know anything else about the real world. And
2: we'll, like, we know it's the future because they have crazy right. robot technology. Right. But, yeah, beyond that.
1: But we don't know anything. Yeah. So super. With pumped. Battlestar
0: Galactica, it's actually way in the past.
2: Oh, no. Oh, They're yeah. the first humans. Yeah. They've been on Wait Earth the whole they time. We along
0: the Watchtower and ruin the whole series. Oh,
2: stop it.
1: <laughs> as far as Game of Thrones uh, goes, uh, they tied it up very quickly. I thought the finale was the weakest of this season.
2: Oh, I thought the finale was strong, but I thought the uh, road to get there was... They needed more time. Super weak. They needed I, more time.
1: It, it wasn't their fault. They were given
0: six episodes. Yeah. I no,
1: mean, that's it, not
2: true. HBO said... Take all the time you want. HBO
1: said, Thus do 12. Take all the time and all the, said, no, all the money you six. want.
2: And, and Benioff right. and Weiss were like, No, we're out of here.
1: We're doing it in six and we're well, out we, of we here. We have hold Star on, Wars Drew movies to make And he
2: just had a hot take
0: on this. Do you want to share that,
8: Brett? Yeah, I said it's fucking Kathleen Kennedy's fault because she gave them a contract for free Star Wars something. They're like, Fuck you, HBO. We're yeah, going to go exactly, work at Disney.
0: Exactly
1: right. Whose that voice is what is I that? Think. Who is that?
0: That's my friend Brent McCracken, that's the groom for today. Oh,
1: okay. I've met Brent before. tov. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. You crazy you kids. That? Ah, look at you. Um, yeah, that's true. I think Star Wars got in the way and they were like, let's finish this shit up and get out. We're yeah. done. Right. But you can't just like sit down and be like, "All right, we went through all that shit, and we've leveled King's Landing, and now here's a group of people that are running stuff." And oh, you might recognize some of them, and like, oh yeah, Brianna of Tarth is there for a reason, and kid that was just like sucking on his mom's boob two seasons ago has done very well for himself, that was six and now he's in charge. Ago. Yeah, but like. Yeah. He was a maniac, and now he's getting to pick who's king, and they're like, well, it shouldn't be anyone who's related to anyone. I mean, he's one of the great lords. the ultimate act of nepotism, where we'll give you the north, and your brother will be the king of everything. And we'll just be like, yeah, that's cool. All right, sounds good. By the way, Bran, what are your powers? I don't fucking know. What's the third-eyed raven? Mm, No clue. Who are the children of the forest? Not important. That's gone. You know, like, (laughs) what the hell? What does Bran even fucking
2: do? Can Bran travel time? I don't know. If he can travel time, why did he let this genocide take place? Bran can see everything that's happening in the past and the present. So he knew this shit was going to happen. No, he can't see the future. Oh, give me a break. He is the living embodiment of the history of the realm. <laughs> I get that, but isn't that a job? And, in and he can of put itself? his brain
1: into and, animals. And so they're like, "You're the king," and he's like, "My first act as king is to give it to Tyrion Lannister to run everything, because that will be your punishment for everything you did wrong. You're the de facto king now." And Grey Worm's like, "Oh yeah, well I'm mad at John for reasons that don't make a lot of sense, other than I was in love with." You know, well, it makes total what's sense. What's your head? He and, they're, what's a and they're all like, "Oh, by the way, Grey Worm. No one's ever given a shit what you had to say until this moment, where we're going to banish the only person that has a right to the throne." Makes sense. See ya. <laughs> and by the way, go to the wall and defend nothing because that shit there, is there, over. There's no fucking wall.
2: It's a, go go defend the hole. I don't, don't even go defend and- the hole. I think he just went, with the, went to the wall and then immediately left with the wildlings to go live a happy life in the north. Why? Yeah. Why? Up the
9: he didn't did want to rule. The Your brother is you the king. Your sister runs the uh, fucking Parks north.
0: Give me a break. If
9: you,
0: you ever watch the show Parks and Rec?
9: Yeah. Yes. Do
0: you know how, like, uh, Ben, all those accountants treat him like he's a fucking god whenever he shows up <laughs> Right. are <they're> all partying? <laughs> yes. And, yes, yeah. Somebody posted a GIF of that, like, this is what Jon Snow's punishment was like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> <laughs> they were all like, fuck yeah, here's our dude. And that's what fucking the end of Game of Thrones was for him. His punishment was go hang out with a bunch of dudes who think you're totally badass. Yeah, and go just party time. Leave
1: your job. Have fun. Yeah. We'll see you later. Yeah. It just. Okay.
0: Well, so, I got to go. I got to yeah. get into the shindig.
2: All right, man. All right. Go get hey, married. Congratulations. congratulations. Have a great time. Don't do too much weed. All right, love you guys. Love you too. Don't do too much weed. weed don't weed, don't smoke about. too many drugs.
1: All right, let's get to these voicemails.
2: Sorry, Ethan. I don't know if you're still out there, but you can try to call if you want.
1: Yeah, we're just going to start, James. We're going to start him over.
3: Hey, guys. James Kaplan here with an answer for the question of the week. As far as uh, favorite English translation of foreign comic, I can only assume that my answer is going to be the same as many other people's answer, and it feels like it's just the answer, which is Black Sad. Um, Black Sad is an amazing detective noir comic set in the 1950s. America, except that all of the characters are anthropomorphic animals. But apart from that, you know, it's your amazing classic uh, detective noir series, like you could sort of imagine Humphrey Bogart, you know, in, in, in the role. Oh, no doubt. Um, Absolutely. But instead, the main character is John Blacksad, who is a black cat and a detective, and the art, and the the stories are fun, they're engaging, and there's some smart political commentary, but it's really the art that is the main draw for these books. Like, the art in these books, the, um, I think it's Juan Diaz-Canales, the cartooning, the colors, it's just Astonishingly good. It's just like stupid good. Um, so anyway, I highly, highly recommend Black Sad, and I certainly wouldn't be surprised if that was the pick of a number of other people. Okay, take care.
1: Black Sad was also my answer.
2: Black Sad is my answer as well.
1: And, it, it, and the art, it is like vintage Disney cartoon. Yeah,
2: I believe the the artist uh, has an animation background. Yeah, and it's that it more is than shows very
1: apparent. Yeah. More than shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Uh, Jason Zax is going to have a weird answer.
10: He just is. Hey, it's Jason Sachs with my answer to this week's question of the week. What is your favorite foreign comic or series reprinted for the American or English market? I had a few thoughts that ran through my head as I was playing with this. First thing I thought of was The Adventures of Adele Blancet by the brilliant Jacques Tardy from France. Tardy did a number of stories starring this wonderful middle-aged French woman who ends up getting involved in these outlandish adventures. It's a delight... Didn't quite make the cut. Secondly, I thought of the work of Osama Tezuka. Tezuka, of course, is the god of manga, and all his work is brilliant. Uh, I'm a big fan of his Buddha, and especially his blackjack, which just always makes me giggle but my choice for best american reprint of a french comic is valerian and laureline i know we all remember the wacky movie from about three years ago it was a very strange film that somehow managed to be both amazingly imaginative and a little bit off-putting the comic is a little like the film but even more so. Valerian is a true all American, or maybe all French, if you prefer, action hero. While Laureline is smart, great fighter, and just a cool female lead, their stories are imaginative, star spanning, mind blowing, full of wonderful characters. My favorites are the Shigu's, who are these bizarre looking Almost look like armadillos who can kind of shit gold and have a high tolerance for booze and stuff. But all these up. comics <laughs> are just a pure delight. Did they're they all do that in the kids' movie? Comicsology, <laughs> and they're all well, it enough, wasn't a highly it wasn't? recommended. Great question this week. Thanks for allowing me to be part of this whole thing.
2: Hey, thank you, Jason. You we can, love having you.
1: You can hear Jason on his weekly podcast. It's absolutely wonderful and I cannot come up with the title. Classic Comics
2: Cavalcade.
1: It's all in case. Classic Comics Cavalcade.
2: Mm-hmm. Search for <laughs> KKK in the app. Yeah, store just type in, in KKK. IT,
1: it comes right up. Yeah. <laughs> That's not funny. Um, I never saw the Valerian movie. I didn't either. And I know God, I heard it was bad. I heard it was bad. Uh the comics are supposed to be wonderful. I've never read them. I've never read them either. Who was it that did that Valerie movie? It was, um, what's his head? French director that did The Professional. and um, He's doing that new Anna movie, too. Um,
2: I thought it was the guy that made The Fifth Element.
1: That's the same person, yes. Luc Besson? Luc Besson, yes. I don't know if he directed it, but I think he produced it. It was like, because that is a French comic. Yeah, they, I think uh, so. Luc Besson, He French. He French yeah. Oh, okay. Scott Clark, take us out of here, will you?
11: Hey Joe and Matt This is Scott Calling in for the Question of the Week And real quickly Because i got a lot To get to um, I guess the uh, Question of the Week Was what was my Favorite foreign comic That was translated Into English Um, As all comic book nerds Was uh, I've dabbled In anime And also in manga um, Back in the Later 80's When Viz Comics And also Eclipse Comics Were putting out All those Japanese manga I fell in love With the comic Maesunikiku It was a typical Love Triangle where uh, a boy loves older woman who loves somebody else. Basically, that was it. But it was the only comic that I've ever had that actually made me laugh out loud. And for that, I love it. But unfortunately, I didn't get to hear the question uh, from last week until it was too late to call in for my answer. So I kind of want to revisit that question, which was, um, what was my favorite series that uh, uh, mysteriously disappeared, ended, canceled, whatever it was? There's three that come to mind, two of them I've already mentioned on the show, one being Miracle Man. I absolutely adored that comic. It was my first real adult themes comic that I've actually read, and I loved that comic. And then my second uh, thing that came to mind, which, again, I've already mentioned on the show, was um, New Universal. I loved New Universal. Yeah. I loved Warren Ellis' take on the New universe. It was, great. It was amazing, and it made me honestly, uh, a tear rolled uh, down my cheek uh, when I found out that that was being canceled, and I-, I didn't get the ending of that story. It was too beautiful. I loved it. World. But since I already gave you those two answers, um, I wanted to give a third answer, one that I hadn't mentioned on the show before, which was, um, and I-, I think I'm like one of ten people that actually liked this series. Um, it was Ellen Moore's 1963. I actually, I thought it was... I remember that. It, yeah, it was dumb... Uh, uh, tongue-in-cheek humor uh, about that uh, that era of comics, but I thought it was smartly written. And I really liked the homages that he did. You know, like the Fantastic Four was Mystery Incorporated, um, or um, what was it? The Fury was Spider-Man. It was really cool stuff. And uh, I, we were supposed to get 12 issues of it, and the 11th issue came out. Uh, and it, it told uh, you know it told the story where these characters were going on into the modern era of comics, and then all of a sudden poof, it was gone. I I still to this day even after searching the web, still don't I still don't know what happened to that series. But um, that would be my answer for last week's question. Was uh, 1963 was my favorite uh, series that mysteriously got canceled. I, I still have no idea why. Um, on a side note, I did want to mention uh, that tomorrow, that being Sunday, is going to be my 50th birthday. That is Big five zero, 0 Which I think technically makes me the oldest guy that listens to the show. Nope. Um, nope. I don't know why I Sorry. mentioned that. Uh, I just want to let everybody know that uh, 40 years, I started reading comics at the age of uh, uh, 10. Um, so I've been reading comics for, for 40 years. I remember picking up that Brian age comic right off the rack and i, I still I, I lived through the uh the alan moore era where the comics got darker like later 80s and then through the, the the cash grab 90s um into the modern era where we're getting you know um me and a friend have an argument and he, he calls it the pc era but uh, i still think that there are some really great comics that are coming now You uh, know who your friend and, and i'm not for. as sensitive to that subject as he is but anyways uh i just wanted to you know Throw that out there, uh, and uh, I hope that the the next 40 years of comics that I read are as exciting as the last 40 years. But anyways, uh, guys, thanks for your kind attention, and I didn't want to say, uh, you know, uh, I hope you guys are well, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, see you, bye.
1: Scott, we hey, love Joe
11: you. And Matt, this is Scott. Whoa,
2: Scott, shut up. <laughs> Happy birthday, Scott. <laughs> Happy I got real 50th. bad news. In 40 years, you'll probably be dead. Quite possibly,
1: and more bad news. You're not the THN old-timer. Sorry. Greg well, Litchfield. we don't
2: really know how old Greg Litchfield is. He's 90,
1: no, Greg Litchfield. Litchfield. Oh, I thought I said Litchfield. Yeah, Greg Litchfield. He's 99 years old, remember? Is he 99? He's 99. Hmm. Yeah, he's got to beat. I'm not sure how many years it is. It's at least 60, though.
2: Yeah, it's 60. Yeah, 60 at least. But now, he's got
1: to beat, the old timer.
2: Now, I, I made that joke, uh, but who knows? By the time 40 years hence, we're talking like we're encroaching on 2099 territory. It's true. Uh, no, I mean, not quite, but getting there. Uh,
1: Maybe Uh, we'll all be living longer by then. Could be. Uh, Micah McGaffin posted some terrible news in the comment thread. He did? NBC gave AP Bio the axe.
2: I know. That sucks. I'm so
1: fucking pissed. That show is so brilliant and smart and funny and great. Write your congressman.
2: Do it now. It's bullshit. Save our show. It's such a great show. Meanwhile, ABC canceled Whiskey Cavalier. And fans freaked out, and now they're like, maybe we've been too hasty. Who watched that? I, look, <laughs> I saw the first few. It's perfectly inoffensive, but. Uh, ABC television. AP yeah. Bio is a treasure. Gold. It's gold. It's a treasure. And shame
1: on everybody that didn't watch it. I blame you. You did this. Uh, I'm so mad. All right, Joe Patrick. I us- woke up
2: to that news. That's so terrible. Mad.
1: Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Joe Patrick, give us a new question of the week, so we can get out of here. All right, Ooh, all right. Dylan Dog, Thomas Branch mentioned Dylan Dog. I forgot about Dylan Dog. That was really good. Those are those dark horse, like uh, they did like the little digest sizes of them. Those are really cool. Uh, I want to say it was Italian. Uh, Dylan Dog was Italian, right? I believe it was. Yes. That's why he was such a sexist pig. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm he yeah, he was that's... like Italian Spider Man.
2: <laughs> shut your mouth! I'm making me macchiato. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I'm doing things on the fly because it's not in the. Well, this is the first time I've ever asked you to do this. Mm. So, shut up. You know, shut up. I totally get it. Our new question of the week comes from Carl Smith via the T H N Facebook fan page. Camarillo Brillo. Yep, my mind is blown to discover that Dead Souls was made by the same creators as Armored Core and Tenchu, two games in my top 10 console memories. Do you have any examples of that sort of thing where you discover two or more elements of your fandom were connected? Not, I mean, not necessarily video games. It could be anything. Yeah. Where you find out like, oh my God, that guy did that? Like the author of my favorite comic also wrote Iron Man, the movie. Seriously? Weird. He turned out to be a child (laughs) molester. No shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, Real quick, I wanted to uh, address Black Sad. Black Sad was my answer. Black Sad is uh, created by a pair of Spanish authors. Juan Diaz Canales was the writer, Mm -hmm. Uh, Juanio Guarnido is the artist, and it was actually first published in France. From French publisher Dargaud. Because there's like a massive French comic scene. The main target audience was the French market.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a huge, they have uh, the Angoulême Comics Festival Anguilm? every year. The biggest comic book convention in the world. It's huge. Yeah. And like Mobius is there and shit. It's crazy. Mobius is dead. Well, I mean, yeah, but he's there in spirit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> can it, we go now yeah 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 let's get the hell out of here thank you to everybody that uh, called in and played along let us know what you think of this new bird's eye view I'm not crazy about it I'm not either yeah. I don't like it it's kind of weird And like, question for you guys what if we went audio only we did like a true radio show are you into that no, no.
2: The whole the video was, was your big grand idea. I mean,
1: I guess yeah. You well, bought I just,
2: equipment to facilitate. I it. just went to my
1: iPhone. I just we would still use this. What's to, this is shit. This would make the audio go. Hmm. What do you think? It's gonna magically show up in the
2: internet? Where's it gonna go? Audio, audio only.
1: You gotta pump it through the tubes. Where's it
2: gonna go? Audio
1: only. You can do that on Facebook. No. Yeah, no, we might as well do the video. All right, fine, whatever. Uh, but thanks, everybody that played along. We appreciate it. We love you guys, and we don't have a show without you. We'll be here next week, of course. They made a Dylan Dog movie. I forgot yeah. Brandon Routh was the star. Yeah. My man Macho is gonna tell you how to get a hold of us in the end of this, and uh for now,
2: this is the two headed nerd. Signing off. Sorry, Ethan.
10: Thank you for enjoying this episode of Cover to cover. I am Macho, the THN AI, here to remind you to leave your voicemails at 402 Or you may send an MP3 email message to Joe and Matt at 2headed nerd at gmail.com. This is Macho. Thanking you for your continued patronage and download. This week, loyal patrons can look forward to Joe and Matt's return to Drunk Previews for May 2019. That is all.